0: Hi, my name is Matt Eaton, and welcome to Metadata Matters, the Grey Meta podcast. In this podcast series, Grey Meta will be talking to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate, and work with that metadata so that it, that it can save time and costs, increase operational efficiencies. And generate new ways to monetize content. Just to briefly introduce Gray Meta, we're a metadata-driven solutions company who helps organisations with content in three ways. Firstly, we digitize tape-based content using our tape to file service SAMA. Secondly, our QC product Iris is used extensively in the mastering and content ingest process to ensure video and audio integrity where technical metadata is vital. And lastly, our Curio Platform is used to automatically generate rich, descriptive metadata for content using a range of machine learning and AI services. My guest this week is a regular user of Grey Meta's Curio Platform, Anne Adami, co-founder and managing editor of Video Fashion, based in New York. Video Fashion is the world's largest library of fashion footage, with over 18,000 hours of exclusive video, all available for licensing worldwide. They use GreyMeter Curio together with a range of machine learning services from speech-to-text, to face recognition, to custom object detection, to help them generate metadata so they can find and use clips from their archive. Anne talks about the importance of metadata to her archive, how using GreyMeter Curio has helped Video Fashion respond quickly to footage requests and monetize their content, and gives advice to other libraries and archives looking to get started on their journey using machine learning services to generate metadata. She even goes as far as giving Kenya West a shout out. Here's the interview. Hi Anne.
1: Hi Matt, it's so nice to reach across the Atlantic and speak with you today.
0: Thank you so much for being being on the, the podcast with me. My first question for you was that, why does metadata matter so much to the video fashions business?
1: Oh, metadata is critical to the video fashion business. For those who are not familiar with our library, uh, video fashion has the world's largest library. I am the co-owner along with the founder of the company, Nicholas Charney, who actually came from um, print publishing and wanted to be a video publisher. We have been recording fashion shows and fashion events for 44 years since 1976. And over those years, we have shot everything ourselves. It's 100% owned. And our library is now a massive 18,000 hours, uh, over 3,000 programs in 27 different series. So you can imagine that in order to utilize the library and to monetize the library, we need to know what's there. And that is where metadata and Gray Meta's Curio platform come in so beautifully. Um, Nicholas and I actually over four years ago started looking for a system for accessing and understanding what we had in our library. And it was a search that took us into very expensive meetings about huge mam projects. Um, we are not a big company. We're we're we have the biggest library, but we're a small, unique company with a very unique niche library. And so we were looking for a efficient solution that wasn't going to be too. Too time consuming or really expensive in order to get started. And we were delighted to find that artificial intelligence uh, was being developed and that there was a way to take the proxies of our 3000 programs and put them on a platform and make them accessible. It was literally a move from analog to digital and then from digital to the cloud in order to access what we had. And it's an absolutely exciting process and one of the most important things we've ever done with a business.
0: You were using Gray Meta Curio to generate a lot of the metadata um, these days, but can you tell me a bit about how you were using metadata before Curio?
1: Oh uh well that's a that's a long struggle with all sorts of different analog <laughs> systems. Uh, when the company started, literally, uh, we had a selectromatic uh, IBM typewriter. <laughs> You know, do the same letters over and over again to the designers and you just enter in the new name, Dear Chanel, (laughs) Dear Louis Vuitton. Um, But uh, we literally started with a um, three by five um, file card index box, which was black. So we called it the black box, and then from there we moved to typing up those index cards with every program that we produced. We used to say, oh, go look in the black box and see if we'd done a a segment on on Chanel in in, in 1979, and we would find it in the black box. We then took that black box and we put it into um, an Excel access database. which was our database for a very long time we entered both original tapes and also edited programming into this database and that's all we had for years and years and plus these typed log sheets of Which shows we attended and who we had interviewed and it moved from all this paper to an access database and now all of that has been incorporated into um, Our 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 platform with you and it's also incorporated all our paper through Dropbox, which is a wonderful affiliation that curio has Mm -hmm. it's really opened up the archives, but Mm -hmm. it's not just finding the analog to digital and knowing what's there um, from a paperwork point of view. Now we can find things on a video point of view because with all 3000 of our programs up on the platform, it tells us what is in the library behind those 3000 programs. Uh, If we did a segment on Chanel in 1984, um, which is about when Carl joined them, I think. Um, you, um, if you see that segment and it's only a three-minute segment, it says to, it says to our, our our researchers, okay, that is a three-minute on Channel in 1984. That means there is footage in our storage. We have a thousand boxes of over 33,000 tapes. We then know what tapes we can go back to to find even more of that material. So. This, this platform has not only opened our eyes as to what is in our programming, but it tells us where and what tapes to target in order to do the next step of digitizing and to continue to preserve the library. And that's extremely useful. Um, I'll give you the example of Ralph Lauren who just had his 50th anniversary last year and was producing over a period of years a. Uh, a 50 year anniversary documentary which aired on HBO and he had not recorded his early 70s shows why would he um, designers didn't know what video was and they um, the archivist came to us and asked if we had the early shows of Ralph Lauren and his early Cody Awards we did um, and that's an example of designers understanding that they too need to preserve their library their libraries and their archives and to build them and we went and digitized all of the Ralph Lauren footage and made it available to the archivists and to their archives so they could have more texture and older and more significant material in that uh, documentary and there are a lot of designers that are in that position that's one way we are monetizing the libraries of working with designers who have a long history who want to record and and understand their own history and that video fashion was there and can help them with that,
0: but, but for you, speed is also a big factor, isn't it? In, in terms,
1: oh, of... absolutely. In the, the day of the, <laughs> with internet and 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 Twitter and Instagram, uh, it, it you know it used to be that if someone wanted, if you had a documentarian or a news show that uh, needed some material, you, you'd have weeks, even days, or years for certain projects, depending on what it was. Uh, these days, people will call up and they, you know, they want to know in a couple of hours. And this is something that metadata and the Curio platform can do for them. I had a, a call uh, uh, a month ago, and uh, an, an archivist was very interested in Kanye West. And literally, while I was on the phone with, uh, with the archivist, I could go onto the Curio platform, and I looked it up and i said okay we have 112 references to kanye west in all of our documentation and if i uh, then do a further search and we have him 42 ca- 42 times on camera where he is identified wow i mean that's just i, I it's just incredible yeah
0: yeah no <laughs> fantastic and that and that equates to to money as well i mean that's
1: been- absolutely yeah. Absolutely, we, 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 we've always done programming, uh, it, it's always been a, a source of uh, revenue for video fashion is to generate ongoing uh, current programming, um, and then of course we've done a little bit of um, a library and archival work, but especially with, uh, we understood four or five years ago we wanted to preserve the library, and we got up on your curio platform, and now with a the pandemic, there are even more archivists and documentarians, and the Last six months, I'm, there's this building drumbeat of archivists coming to us and saying, "We need to build back from archives. We need to make original programming," and we have this platform now that we can help these archivists with these very significant projects. And all the big um, platforms now are looking to build back more and they're looking at their libraries and they're looking at how can we use what we have and what good stories can we tell. Uh, We're also working on several projects, big supermodel projects right now um had several calls that direction and occupied me for the last three months and it's it's fascinating um this pandemic has had uh, we've had to you know pivot in certain directions we never anticipated pivoting in but right now metadata and curio is even more important to us
0: so just thinking about the um those producers sort of looking at exploiting sort of their archives or do- delving deeper into their audiovisual archives and maybe mm-hmm. looking to start machine- using machine learning to generate metadata in the future. I mean, what advice do you have for them?
1: Oh, get started. <laughs> yeah. That's the best advice. People are intimidated. In fact, I-, I personally look at my personal photographs and go, I can't start this project. This is overwhelming. Uh, You have to put your foot, your your first little, you know, toe into the water and say, where, what do I have that could easily be incorporated into a platform in order to get started? And we were, even as a niche company, we were lucky enough to have digitized the 3,000 programs for an educational streaming platform. Mm -hmm. And this helped us to understand that we had something to begin with and to work with. And then when you, um, Moved into Adobe and Dropbox as uh, of partners, uh, we can now move all our paperwork into the platform and actually read our scripts and I do screen captures and send them immediately to people to look at what kind of video and images we can give them um, we We find this that um, People are intimidated by getting started, but if you get started, it's, it's amazing. You can sort through what you have, what duplicates you have. Uh, you can begin to target. I, I think most people don't know what they really have. Right. If you get started, you find out what you have. And it's a real eye-opener. I can, you know, even though I've been with a company from the very beginning and I know this 44-year history and I have a certain amount of, you know, mental um, history about it that is just, you know, my own personal experiences, it's not the same as knowing what you really have. And your perception of what you have can be very different than what is really there. Um, Kenzo just uh, passed away um a couple of weeks ago and uh, we wanted to make sure that as a designer he was recognized and we could get it up on our YouTube channel we would be ready for some news organizations to ask for the footage and I immediately went to the Gray Matter platform and ran a report on what cancer reports we had and then looked at four or five of different the videos from the descriptions from the scripts to see which one to pick that I thought would be the best one to put out there immediately and you know instead of taking taking all day it took me a half hour and I, I I know I selected the best piece um, so it's it's exciting to us to be able to find that special shot that otherwise an archivist wouldn't have for their documentary and we're even working on 16 of our own documentaries when you have a library our big and we're so excited by what we can find now that we have written up treatments for 16 different documentaries films that build back from our library to tell a story of fashion uh, one luckily was on supermodel so I've been able to help these um, archivists on their supermodel projects but there are also wonderful stories on all the uh, black designers and models of diversity over all the years this is a, a Big issue now and worldwide as well as in the United States that black lives matter and it's we're very pleased that we have done so much wonderful recording of all these talented people of color for years and years and to be asked to find them now and to have them come to light is is really exciting you 're looking at a library that for a documentary for an archivist for a a mini series of you know two, three, four parts uh, it 's anywhere from three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand and half a million dollars worth of value of, uh, of archival footage that we can find for them and and uh, work with them at, uh, for, as for utilizing and We're not interested really in the 10-second sale at $135 a second. We're interested in a big volume of sales where we can do big discounts and help people to really tell great stories and to know that it's not we can make our library their library for their project. Right. And that's really exciting to us. I, I always tell an archivist, oh, you know, maybe I could afford to buy five minutes. And I'll say, no, I'm going to open up my library and I want you to use as many minutes as you need to tell the best story that you can. We can do that because we have um, the Gray Meadow Platform and we can find this material for them. So it's, it's not only um, efficient and, and great business and monetizing for us it's efficient and great economy um, for that documentarian or archivist
0: I think uh, that really describes how how crucial uh, metadata is um, within video fashions business and how it's really enabling the creation of great storytelling
1: metadata is about access to information and being able to sort that information intelligently because we're bombarded with information now um so many different directions these days and uh it, it's it's not just getting the information it's being able to sort it and to understand it and and to utilize it uh, properly
0: finally um if if listeners want to find out more about video fashions library where should they go oh
1: uh we have a wonderful website Uh, That's just uh, uh, www.videofashion.com. It has a very big uh, library section on it. Uh, People can uh, uh, visit it and discover all sorts of things, including obviously our Grey Meta partnership and our Curio platform. Um, And of course you can always write info at videofashion.com and I'm very accessible. Uh, We also obviously have an Instagram and a YouTube channel. Uh, but I think our, our website is the best place to get a good, the best story.
0: Great. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much um, for your time today. And, uh, great to it to- has
1: been my absolute pleasure. And uh, I, I do hope we will see each other in, in person again soon. Uh, but in the meantime, we're just going to continue to work with our library and be very grateful for uh, all this wonderful metadata that your platform creates for us. Thank you so much, Matt.
0: If you'd like to find out more about GreyMeta and why Metadata matters, visit greymeta.com or send an email to metadatamatters, one word, at greymeta.com. Thanks very much.